So what kind of fight are we going to expect in the Senate after President Trump nominates a Supreme Court justice? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. The podcast at Rumble, rumble rumble.com. Be sure to subscribe. And how did we avoid a fight amongst Republicans in whether or not to engage a nomination before the election. Senator Todd Young joins us right now from the state of Indiana. And, sir, I I, I appreciate you taking the time. You have indicated that you are in favor of a speedy Supreme Court nomination. Let's go through the two parts of this. First, talk me through the Republican side. One of the things that you do is try and get Republicans reelected to the Senate. A very, very thankless, thankless job. How did it how did it come about? What were the conversations amongst Republicans in the Senate about do you do this before the election or do you do this after the election? How did that play out? Well, look, uh, just about every single Republican uh, U.S. senator agrees that because we have a Republican United States uh, Senate uh, expanded our majority in 2018 uh, with uh, a mandate to continue to confirm faithful constitutionalists to the highest court in the land, because we still have a Republican president, we're all collectively operating under a mandate to move forward with these nominations. Uh, There has been an unambiguous signal received from the American people and from my standpoint, specifically from the people of Indiana. So it really wasn't a difficult decision to decide uh, should the president nominate, we will, of course, uh, go through the committee process. It remains to be determined within our Republican conference whether or not a floor vote would occur prior to the election or after the election. That's a family conversation that continues to occur. Uh, but um, there's just there's been very little consternation or disagreement about the need to proceed on a, on, a, on a nomination. But there has to have been a little bit of, hey, do we have Lamar Alexander on board? Is Mitt Romney on board? What about Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski? Of those four, of course, uh, Senator Romney has been very, very clear as of yesterday where he is. Lamar Alexander of Tennessee made his point, and now we're hearing that the senator from Alaska, Lisa Murkowski, is saying, well, maybe we should at least see who the nominee is going to be. So there were some Republicans who certainly had a question. Were you involved in any of the conversations to say to them, hey, uh, this is what we need to do. Yeah, well, we have these conversations over lunch a few times a week. So I am involved in these conversations. I sit at the leadership table with a few other individuals. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I was elected by my colleagues to have these types of uh, uh, big boy and big girl conversations. And um, I, I think because the, uh, once again, the, the signal was registered at the ballot box so unambiguously by Hoosiers and other Americans, uh, because Republicans control both the Senate uh, and the presidency, there was very little reluctance upon reflection Uh, about the notion of of moving forward with a nomination hearing. Now, look, I think if each of us are doing our due diligence, we're going to make sure we are kicking the tires of a nominee and making sure that that nominee 
is fully prepared. They need to be vetted uh, to even a higher degree than one would be uh, if, say, they sat on uh, a circuit court of appeals. So we're going to do our homework. We're going to be conscientious and hold a nomination hearing after the president uh, nominates uh, what I expect will be another faithful constitutionalist. But uh, and, and, and then our, we'll, we'll cast our lots accordingly, either before the election or a- after the election. But it's just, you know, there, there, haven't, uh, I, I, there hasn't been uh, a lot of dissent. You mentioned Senators Collins and Murkowski. They have a different perspective. And, um, but aside from them, uh, there, is, um, there seems to be uniform agreement. There's a distinction between this and, and some previous cases you know, throughout the history of the Senate, when uh, there has been nominations put forward by a president of the United States and another party controlled the Senate, that's a, that's a less clear picture about the desire the, of the American people. In only one of those eight cases has a nominee been confirmed uh, during that presidential election year. So, um, in contrast... In situations like we're in now, there's been 10 of them where there's been a nominee before the election when the same party as the president controlled the Senate, and nine of those 10 were confirmed. So, I mean, this is firmly grounded in precedent. This is consistent with my emphasis dating back to when I ran for the United States Senate, firmly grounded in principle and process, has nothing to do with personalities or party. And, uh, and, and, and so uh, we need to move forward. And um, uh, uh, as much as a trailblazer, as, as Ruth Bader Ginsburg was, uh, as much as I respect her, her life and, and the service she gave to this country, I feel like we're duty-bound to move forward on this nomination. Talking to Senator Todd Young of Indiana about the confirmation process. So we know that the Republicans are on board, but we are going to see the Senate Judiciary Committee come together. And the Senate Judiciary Democrats, including Kamala Harris, including Cory Booker, including Dianne Feinstein, including Maisie Hirono, um, uh, they, uh, last time around, with a guy by the name of Brett Kavanaugh, were some of the ugliest people in America Uh, had to offer. What is it that Republicans are doing to prepare for the onslaught they know is coming? And is there a conversation with Lindsey Graham about saying, hey, let's not even take it to the Judiciary Committee. There's no rule about that. Let's just vote. Well, that has happened before. In fact, uh, you know, we we had a uh, chief justice from Indiana, Sherman Minton, and he avoided the Judiciary Committee altogether. So uh, there is uh, indeed some precedent for that. But no, I I don't think there's any contemplation of that. That has not occurred in recent history. Uh, My personal view is there needs to be a full vetting of of the nominee, especially in light of the fact that uh, post-1973 in particular, uh, we we have seen the court continue to increase uh, uh, its, its power, uh, it's become more of a, a political football, unfortunately, in the wake of first the Robert Bork hearings, uh, the, then the Clarence Thomas hearings. More recently, we, we saw the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. So uh, we need to go through this, and uh, we need to uh, do our duty 
Um, it, it is my hope, it's my fervent hope, that some of my Democratic colleagues will comport themselves in, in a way that is, is consistent with uh, comity and, and uh, respecting the institution of the Senate. But, you know, the last go-around was, um, it was frankly embarrassing, and it undermined trust in the, in the U.S. Senate. I can understand why the situation from a political standpoint makes Democrats very uncomfortable. Nothing, no issue brings the Republican base closer together than a Supreme Court nomination. We saw it in 2016. It was part of the Pence closing argument uh, and, and, and uh, Trump closing argument. It was part of my closing argument uh, when I defeated Evan Bayh. We saw it in 2018 when Republicans expanded our majority in the U.S. Senate. We're going to see it again in 2020. This is going to bring Republicans together. It already is. If you are a Democrat running in a Republican-leaning state, you're a first-time candidate for federal office, as so many of these folks are. If you're running against Martha McSally in Arizona, if, if you're running against Tom Tillis in North Carolina, or Joni Ernst in Iowa, or Roger Marshall in Kansas, these are all battleground states. Um, that puts the Democrats in a very difficult position because um, they're beholden to their liberal base, and it begs questions like, what kind of judges would you support? Were you a United States senator? You know, they don't want to reveal that. Um, they also won't reveal whether or not they would pack the Supreme Court of the United States, add, add more liberal judges uh, so that those judges would uh, decide the most consequential cases facing our country in a politicized fashion. Um, their values are out of step with the people that they aspire to represent, and, and um, this exposes this in, in a very stark way. You have Amy Coney Barrett and you have Barbara Lagoa both leading uh, here in terms of uh, who might get this nomination. Uh, do you have a preference? Do you have somebody else on on your list, on the Todd Young shortlist that you would like to share? Joe Biden won't share his list. What's the <laughs> Senator Todd Young list? So, look, the president's put forward several very talented uh, individuals uh, on his short list, but uh, I unambiguously and unapologetically am in favor of the homer here, right? Amy Coney Barrett, um, I, I have come to know. Uh, she is the, the working mother of seven children. She's ad adopted a couple of children. Uh, she is a, a deeply faithful person. She teaches at Notre Dame. Um, she's a great person. But beyond that, her legal mind is unparalleled among those who are being considered for this position. She's demonstrated during her service on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals that she has the ability to persuade other judges of the merits of her constitutionalist approach towards jurisprudence. In, in regular Hoosier language, that means she's able to persuade others that when she inter interprets uh, the law according to the way it's written, that's how they ought to interpret it as well, rather than making it up as they go or uh, advancing their own personal beliefs from the bench. And, and that's frankly, that's what Hoosiers want. That's what the vast majority of Americans want. I'd also say it, it, it doesn't hurt her case that Dianne Feinstein, the senator from California who's ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, 
um, you know, laid into her, laid into her during uh, Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation hearing for the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, indicating that uh, the dogma uh, lay deep inside of Amy Coney Barrett. Well, the dogma to which she was referring was Amy's uh, adherence to her Catholic faith. So the issue of religious liberty uh, will indeed be invoked should Amy Coney Barrett be the nominee. And, you know, frankly, that's a fight I welcome. And I don't, I don't think that's wrong. Before I let you go, Senator Todd Young of, of Indiana, I should ask you this because we've seen the peace deals now with Israel and the UAE, Israel uh, and Bahrain, uh, the recognition fr- from Kosovo, and all this leads down the road to Saudi Arabia one day soon. That's the hint. Normalizing relations with Israel. You sit on the Senate Committee on Foreign Relations. You are one of the people who speaks uh, most fervently about the civil war in Yemen and the Houthi rebels, um, if Saudi Arabia normalizes a situation or a relationship with Israel, what is the impact on Iran, which has been fighting this proxy war in Yemen? I, I think it just sends a stronger signal uh, to the country of Iran that they need to uh, recalibrate their malign activities, their terrorist activities uh, across the Middle East, and their efforts to threaten Europe uh, and even the United States through their terrorist activities. There is a growing alliance uh, that cuts across religious lines and geographic uh, lines against this uh, leading state sponsor of terror, uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran. Uh, We are not going to back down collectively in our efforts uh, to push back against uh, their efforts to terrorize Americans and and, uh, others around the world. And I think there will be other countries that will join this alliance uh, in coming months or or perhaps the next couple of years. So stand by on that front. Uh, I've been speaking with some ambassadors and uh, maybe uh, making an official trip uh, in the next uh, number of months. So um, let's uh, let's keep on touch on, on that one. In the meanwhile, let's pray for the nation. You know, this is a tough time, uh, and uh, we all need to come together. Uh, in, in, in the midst of this and, and certainly on the back end of what will be a very difficult confirmation process and election. But we've done this before. And, um, uh, you know, I have, I have uh, high confidence that we will remain one nation under God, irrespective of our political and philosophical differences. Senator Todd Young of Indiana, I appreciate you taking the time. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.